is the Obstacle Overcomer Podcast, dedicated to helping you overcome the obstacles that have been holding you back. My name is Nikki, and I'm a mother, author, empowerment speaker, singer, narrative changer, and obstacle overcomer. Each week, I'll be bringing you both the spiritual and practical tools that will empower you to overcome the challenges that you've been facing. You have the power to change the narrative of your life. You don't have to accept things as is. And always remember, obstacles are not barriers. They are stepping stones. Welcome back. Welcome back to another amazing edition of the Obstacle Overcomer podcast. It's your girl, your host, Nikki Johnson, the overcomer and your empowerment coach. Good day to all of you. Okay, I tried that. Hopefully I did it right. Hopefully Sam is somewhere smiling. I wanted to greet you the Australian way because we have someone from all the way on the other side. We have the amazing, the beautiful Samantha Riley with us today. And we're going to be talking about basically step out and start that business. How many of you have had a business deep down inside of you? You know that you know that you know that you've been called to run a business, open a business, start a business. But you've been allowing fear or procrastination or just plain out laziness to keep you stagnant and not moving forward in that business. Samantha is here today to pull you out. of. She's pulling all of us out of it today. But let me introduce you to her. Samantha Riley is an authority positioning strategist, best-selling author, speaker, and host of the Thought Leaders Business Lab podcast. Say that fast 12 times. She has been on the judging panel of the Stevie Awards for Women in Business for the last two years. She has built multi-businesses over the last 27 years, and she grew her first, check this out, her first seven-figure business from the ground up before she was 30. Samantha now works with experts to be positioned as the trusted authority that people turn to and has a passion for helping people to create their businesses so they can thrive by design. Y'all ready? Y'all are ready. Let's bring on the beautiful, the magnificent Miss Samantha Riley. Hello. Did I so do it right again? You did it so right. I love that. Good day. It sounds even more Australian. My good day. That's <laughs> You're awesome. <laughs> Thank you. And so are you welcome to the Obstacle Overcomer podcast. Thanks for having me. So we're going to be pulling people out of the rut today. But before we jump into that, even though I did, did tell them a little bit about your background, tell us who is Samantha Riley? I am. Okay. So here's the professional version. I'm an authority positioning strategist. I'm a business owner, an entrepreneur. I have been for almost all of my life, but who I really am is uh, a mother of three amazing children and someone that is really, really passionate about helping people to live the life that they really, really want to live. We're living in a time now where, you know, we've got our phone, we've got these in our pockets, we've got our phones in our pockets, we've got the ability to connect with people all over the world. And I believe and some people think I'm a little bit crazy. I believe that we were chosen to be here at this time because we have a message to share. And by mm. us not sharing and serving, that we're not using or utilizing what we have been given. So, Are so we that's being selfish. I think so. Although selfish has got a connotation that's a, like a real negative. And I think that 
what it actually is is fear. So, yes, it's being selfish. We've got this message, but let's talk about the fear. Let's talk about how to move through that and how to support and get the support that we need to go and do those things. Because, you know, being in business is a scary thing. It's, It's really putting everything that keeps us safe on the line. That is so good. And that is why people love the comfort zone because we, I don't care how bad your comfort zone is. It is what you are familiar with. It is Mm -hmm. what you know, it is what you have walked through, lived through, and it's so familiar to you. So you actually are taking me into the very first question and I probably already know the answer to it. What would you say is the number one reason? that keeps people from starting their businesses. (laughs) I'm sorry, I jumped the gun there. (laughs) Absolutely, it's fear. And it's a different fear for everyone. For some people, it's a fear of, you know, not having the safety of uh, a paycheck every week. For some people, it's, you know, the fear of, you know, putting themselves out there because putting yourself out there and being an entrepreneur like puts you right in the judgment zone. There's all these stories that we bring from our childhood around, you know, around money. And we may have been brought up by parents that think that or have said negative things about people that have money. And we're afraid of, you know, even our parents judging us or having these ideas that maybe we're not good people if we earn money. There's so many different reasons and all of those reasons are different for all of us. But I think they all boil down to that core problem, which is fear. But fear is, and I don't know where I heard this, but fear is just a false evidence that is appearing real. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this, to be able to move through it, it's about discovering the resources and the tools that we personally need to be able to move through them. So, and I'm sure that's what we're going to be diving into today. Absolutely. Have you found in your many years of business that, people also have a fear of success. Mm, definitely. And funnily enough, I always thought that I had this fear of failure, but it's it's at different times I've actually noticed this fear of success coming up. I was brought up in a, a family that, um, you know, financially we weren't very well off. My parent or my mum didn't didn't work. She was, she was a mum and worked in the home, but my dad was a blue-collar worker. There wasn't a lot of money to go around. And a lot of the conversation was not positive around, you know, the boss that's earning all the money or, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the negative things that get said and, you know, all of this came in. I didn't even realise it until, you know, I was well into my adulthood that I thought, wow, I think I'm holding myself back because I'm afraid of being someone that's not good and I, but thankfully I realized that, but it's amazing how our unconscious or our subconscious can really take over and start to self-sabotage. Absolutely. Which takes me into self-doubt. Mm-hmm. How do you coach your clients out of the realm of self-doubt? Mm. So when we talk about starting a business or being in business or being in entrepreneurship, the thing that normally goes through our head first is, all right, what business can I run? And this is certainly how it played out for me. I was in corporate. I was only was in corporate for a whole two years, I think, from 19 to 20. It wasn't a long stint. But the, the conversation that I had with myself is, I don't want to be here. I don't like it. What business can I open? And that was the end of the conversation. So at that time, I had two little ones at home. I was a very young mother. 
And all I knew was that I didn't want to be in corporate. I wanted to have my own business. I didn't ask myself questions like, what do I want my life to look like? How do I want to be spending my days? Um, what's important to me? What are my values? What do I want my family life to look like? And this is um, one of the biggest reasons that entrepreneurs fail is actually because they build a business that doesn't fulfill them. It starts to feel difficult, starts to feel hard. They self-sabotage or they just walk away from it. They don't you know, maybe go down the path that, that they should do because they've asked themselves the wrong question. So the real question that people should be asking themselves is what do I want my life to look like? What do I want my days to look like? What's important to me? What are my values? How do I want my life to feel? How do I want to be or who do I want to be spending my time with? How much money do I want to be living the life that I want? Because maybe the business that you choose financially can't sustain the lifestyle that you want. So you need to be asking yourself all these questions so that then you can start to create the business that matches the vision of your life rather than creating a business that maybe you won't like, maybe you'll resent your clients. Uh, that's happened to me before. And trying to jam your life into it, you know, and that's when it's like, I don't have time to exercise or go to the gym. I don't have time to spend with my children. I'm working too many hours and, you know, that's what happens. So definitely the question that you need to be asking yourself first is what do I want my life to be feeling like and looking like? And then you can start to build out what that business looks like. And then the self-doubt piece that you talked about that feeds into that vision because when your vision is so secure and so bright, it's very easy because then it's not about you because self-doubt's about you. All of a sudden when the vision is there, it's not about you, it's about someone else, you know. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people talk about, you know, we should be doing things for ourselves. Well, I can tell you as a mother with when my three children were at home, Mm -hmm. It wasn't about me. It was about them. It was about yes. how I wanted to do things for them. So I think you also need to ask questions that feel right to you and don't get caught in asking yourself a vanilla question that maybe someone else thought was good for you. So mm -hmm. self-doubt is about really, you know, what feels good and tapping more into that because for some people, I don't know, maybe their career is more important to them than um, taking their children to extracurricular activities, taking them to dance class or football classes. You know, so it, it really comes down to what it is that you want. So, okay, you said a few things and I want to grab at all of them and I'm going to try to wrap them into one question or at least two questions. The <laughs> first one will be, what do you say to your clients that are going after businesses because it's the family business? They really don't want to do it, mm -hmm. but it's the family business. And then the second question will be, do you think it's really good that someone take the time to discover who they are as a person and then start venturing off into the business world? Mm, these are so good. Oh my gosh. I love both of these questions. <laughs> Obviously, let's start with number one, the family business. So I'm going to give you a perspective of being that person that built the family business that always thought my children were going to come into the business. So um, two of my original businesses were, I had a dance studio and I had some retail stores that were also in the dancewear industry. My daughter was a dancer I just automatically assumed and thought that she would come into the business and uh, 
and teach with me and take over that business. Um, and my sons did both work in the retail stores for a little time, but they've both gone into their own things. My youngest son is very much into sport. Um, my middle son is an engineer and my older daughter now is in retail. But one of the things my daughter said to me one day was a huge slap in the face moment. And she said to me, mom, this is really great. This is your dream and it's not my dream. And I was just like, oh, whoa, I'd been so caught up in my own thoughts of how all of this could be perfect, how I could just hand them a business and I thought that would be amazing for them. And they're like, no, but that's not what we want to do. So that was my perspective as the mother. If you're in a position or if someone's in a position where um, they are expected to take over the family business, I suggest that you do exactly what my children did. Just say, this is not my dream because mm. here's the thing, when it's not your dream, it won't work. It just won't work. You, re- yeah. you, need, to, you need to live your own life. Um, so, so I was very thankful and grateful. It stung at the time that my daughter did that, but very grateful and learned a huge lesson by her just saying, you know, no, your dream, not mine. So, so that's what I would suggest. I'm sure she was thankful, though, that you were the type of parent that received it. Because some people can say this is running this restaurant is just not my dream. I want to be a dancer. I want to mm-hmm. go teach. I want to go do missions work over, you know, across the world. But the family's like, no, you're going to work this business. Or we're going to cut you off financially. Mm. You know, so it's a good thing that your daughter had a mother that she could say, mom, I love you, but this was your dream and not mine. Mm, totally. Totally. We were, yeah, we're all very grateful for the position we're in. That's for sure. Yes. And as far as finding yourself before you start a business, how critical, not critical, not even important is that? So, oh my goodness, I love this question so much because there's so many facets to it. I think that, and, and I'm sure that you know this too, Nikki, that being an entrepreneur is the most deep and empowering personal development journey we can ever ever go on like it'll take you to the highest of highs and it will take you to the lowest of lows that's right you learn so much about yourself that you didn't know before like you it's it's all there on the table but here's the thing I think a lot of people put so much pressure on themselves you know I've got to find my purpose I need to know my legacy Yes, you do need to know that, but it's a process. Mm. When I very first started my, my first business when I was 20, my, the reason that I did that was because I didn't want to be in corporate because I did want to spend more time with my children. That was my pure and my entire focus, and I achieved that. But what happened over the coming years was that that changed. If I had have waited to discover who I was, to discover what my legacy was or what my purpose was, I would never have started. And that going into business in the first place helped me discover who I was. It helped take me on all of the journeys. And I think as humans, we never stop learning until the day we're not here. And I don't know, we probably keep learning after that. I'm not really sure what happens after we leave the the earth. I know Mm -hmm. something, oh, I believe that you know, we go into different realms, but, you know, we keep learning. So 
I think that our business evolves as we evolve. You know, Mm -hmm. what I'm doing now is very, very different to what I was doing almost 30 years ago, but I don't think that you have to discover who you are before you start your business because going into business will help you evolve to where you need to go. So I actually feel like it's almost the other way, that Mm -hmm. by going down this path of entrepreneurship, it will help us evolve into the person that we are meant to be. But you know, we're like diamonds, right? Diamonds are created under pressure and and so are we. Mm -hmm. And without that pressure of these things pushing our buttons, we don't ever evolve into that beautiful shiny diamond that we're meant to be. So don't let it stop you if you're not quite sure who you are or what you want to be doing. Just take the first step and know that business is fluid that it will change as you go, your ideas yeah. change, your vision changes, mm-hmm. your purpose changes. I think a lot of people think your purpose is like a one thing, but it's mm-hmm. not. That's also fluid. What my purpose, you know, I mentioned was my children before. It's not so much now. My children are all adults living their own lives. Mm-hmm. I care for them deeply and love them, but they're not my purpose anymore. Yes. So, so just allow yourself or give yourself the space to evolve but but business will help you evolve into that person i love all of that and that is so true and you know business just like life it has its ebbs its flows its ups its downs its pivotal moments and in the moments when it seems like nothing is happening um i like your answer if you just do it you're going to develop along the way you're going to learn along the way you're going to change Along the way, don't be afraid of the change. If you are, the change will terrify you into doing nothing. Be okay Mm -hmm. with it. With Mm -hmm. that being said, you mentioned pressure. So I want to talk about uh, criticism. People that are getting ready to start their businesses or maybe have mentioned to some friends or family members. This is the idea that I have. And they received a lot of criticism. What would you say to one of your clients that's saying, you know, Sam, I'm getting so much criticism Everyone thinks that I'm stupid. Everyone thinks that, you know, I'm crazy for doing this. What would you say to them? This is really a, such an important, important piece. And this is one of the critical pieces of being in business. You need to have a support network. Mm-hmm. So you need to create your support network out of out of your family, out of those people that the criticism is coming from. Find mentors. Maybe it's, um, for me, my very first mentor was, um, in my so my first job I worked in McDonald's just when I was 16 years old the person that owned our store also owned another four stores and I remember at the time when I was 16 I was like wow you know he owns four McDonald's stores and is you know he was quite wealthy you know and I, he was a really nice guy and I I started to talk to him and when he came in I would sit on the desk you know I'd come in in my school uniform and I'd sit on the desk and I'd mm-hmm. say tell me about this what are you doing and because he saw this this young girl that was still at school really excited. Mm-hmm. He was also excited to teach me things and he took me under his wing. And when I wanted to start my first business, I went back to him and said, Chris, I really want to start my business. Can you help me? And here's the thing. When people love to help, we're afraid. A lot of times we can be afraid to ask for help, mm-hmm. but people love to help. So who are those mentors or those people that you can reach out to? Um 
I definitely have always had a coach. I believe in coaches. So, you know, you have your mentors, your coaches, and then the people around you that you need to be able to get your business up and running that have the skill set that you don't know. Maybe your accountant or your lawyer or whoever that is, other people um, that have businesses that are like yours. So go to networking events and meet people. But you need to surround yourself with people that are on the journey with you because if if someone doesn't understand the journey, you're going to get advice that's really not good for you. Yeah, definitely surround yourself by the right people. And I want to interject this into the conversation. Just to pick up where Sam left off, you have to be very careful with who speaks into your life because they could be speaking from a place of their own fear, their own comfort zone, their own, man, I was going to do that too, but I was too afraid. And so they have no encouragement for you. Um, Someone that's afraid to drive over a bridge will never encourage you to drive over a bridge. Exactly. That personally in my life, I have family members that will not drive over the smallest bridge. And so they are terrified when I do it. And they literally say, you shouldn't do that. And I'm saying all that to say, if this person here cannot encourage you from a place of support, then go to the next person, your school counselor, your coach, your neighbor, maybe your best friend's parents. There is someone around you. And if you can't find anyone, encourage yourself, encourage yourself, because everyone that was great has been great and started these amazing businesses can tell us story after story about people who thought they were absolutely crazy. The car. Mm, Absolutely. Absolutely. They were crazy. And so. If you can't find anyone, just encourage yourself. Do you agree with that, Sam? Yeah, and I I wanted to add to that too. And I love this conversation, what you're bringing to this conversation, Nikki, because yes, we we do need to tap in. You know, it's, like I said, critical to be surrounded by these people. Mm -hmm. But all of those little fears that they're feeding into you, they're in your head. and, And unless you do something with them, they're going to manifest and you need to deal with them. So what I would suggest is, and and something that I do is I create I am statements every morning. So, you know, I am earning this amount of dollars and it needs to be super specific, not just, you know, I am successful. Like, what does that look right. like? And we're talking about what is it that we want to create and coming from that place of that we've already created it. You know, I am serving 300 clients this year. I am creating a business that turns over, you know, $1 million this year. I am surrounded by these exact people. I Mm -hmm. am on 20 podcasts this month. And what that will do, and you can speak more to this because I know this is your zone of genius and your wheelhouse, you know, those I am statements, you will start to believe and and know that you are that person and you will start to make different decisions because you'll be making decisions from that person, not the person with the fears. I have my affirmations on my wall. They are important to do. What your ears hear, what your brain intakes, what your heart even embraces, you begin to make decisions from those places. Just like Sam just said, you can keep making uh, decisions out of fear. You can keep making decisions out of past hurts and past things that people spoke over your life. But look at where you are in life. You've been doing that and you're not where you want to be. So do something different. Just Mm. try it. Just try it. It can be. 
it can be tricky because those those fears they've created neural pathways in our brain Mm -hmm. so if you're listening and and you're starting to beat yourself up please don't understand that that psychologically you are wired right now to be having those things Mm -hmm. but know that you can recreate or create new neural pathways so don't beat yourself up for what's happened in the past just draw a line in the sand and say okay I'm changing this I know that I can change these neural pathways but I need to take responsibility for my life and the way that I think and this is what I'm going to do to change it amen and I was just going to end it with that you have the power Mm. Point blank period. Those those things and those people, those words, they hold no power over you unless you allow them. Just change the way you think and watch how your life changes. That was so good, Sam. Mm. That was num 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 num. I'm gonna (laughs) say these words and I want you to tell me what is the first thing that comes to mind when I say this? Hustle mentality. That wasn't even a word. Oh my goodness, one word. You can. You know what? No, just tell me. Burnout. Burnout. Oh, burnout. Okay. Mm. Tell us why. Hustle mentality. Again, we were just talking about neural pathways. If we start hustling all the time, we'll create these neural pathways, and this is the way it needs to be done. And we will get into a habit of always hustle, 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 Mm -hmm. and we're not able to break that. Because most of the time we haven't even realized that that's what we're doing. Now, don't get me wrong. There are times where we do need to put on the hustle hat. If um, So I'm thinking like running an event. I know that, you know, we're not running live events at the moment, but for – uh, I've got a business that runs a lot of live events and there Mm -hmm. is a lot of hustle leading up to a live event, but it's a season. It's Mm. not my whole life. And – we are unable to give from an empty cup. So mm-hmm. if we're hustling all the time and we're burnt out, mm-hmm. we're not able to serve. We're not able to look after ourselves and serve the people that we're here to serve. So, yeah, burnout is a huge, huge piece of so many, uh, why so many entrepreneurs fail. So, yeah, I'm not a fan of the hustle mentality. Oh, you know, I have never heard the hustle mentality described that way. It's always given in a positive way. You need to be a hustler. You need to have the hustle mentality. So I've never thought about it that way. Burnout was, that was an impactful word to make some of us rethink what hustle mentality is for us. So yeah, that was good. Yeah. Hustle for a season. Not, not all the time. Mm, Or at least know when to turn the hustle off. Mm -hmm. On that note, I want you to talk to me about self-care. How Mm -hmm. important is self-care and how can we How can we interject it into the hustle of starting a business? Because, you know, from starting so many, it's a lot of work. And sometimes Mm -hmm. you're like me, you're a one woman show until you build your team. And the words stop and rest and take a break is like, what? You just cuts me out. Yeah. Important is self-care and how can someone be intentional about interjecting that into into their life? I really love the way that you framed this because when I think back to when I started my first business, you know, it is hustle. It is go. You do have that, oh, my goodness, you wear wearing all the hats. You've got to do it. And what I found was when someone said, you know, you need to slow down and take time out, I actually took offense to that. My (laughs) first reaction was like, right, well, it's fine for you. You've got the money to do this or you can do that or you've got a team or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And 
it wasn't until I hired my first business coach that he made me realize how burnt out I'd actually become. Mm. I was, and I hadn't, I hadn't noticed. And that's why I talk about hustle being burnout because that's definitely where I was. I was in a place where I was on working on autopilot. Mm-hmm. Even though I was exhausted, I couldn't sleep because I was so wired. Mm. I was, um, a lot of people talk about having like being, you know, in a lot of emotion. I was in the opposite. I'd actually gone through that phase. I had zero emotion. I was just this shell of a person doing yeah. life. Yeah. The exercise that he took me through is something that I've done for ever since. And at different times of your business, you're able to bring this in in different levels, okay? So I want to pre-frame that, that I totally understand that we're all at different levels in our business. But um, have you heard of the analogy of like the the jar and putting in the rocks and the pebbles in the sand? No, not no, no, no. Okay, so so where this analogy came from is there was a like a, a science teacher at school and he gave all his his students a, a glass jar and he gave them a pile of a pile of rocks, a pile of pebbles, and a pile of sand. Mm-hmm. And he said, "What I want you to do is I want you to put the sand in first, and then I want you to put the pebbles in, and mm-hmm. then." you know, and then put the rocks in. And mm-hmm. what happened was everyone's like, well, it doesn't all fit in there because when we put the sand first, you know, we're running out of room. Right. So w- what we need to do is put the rocks in first, then mm-hmm. the pebbles fall in and then the sand falls in, all happens. Mm-hmm. So uh, so what he said to me was think about the rocks as being the the number one things that you need in your life that are going to be able to keep you going. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so what I did was, okay, I'm going to go to the gym, Three times, three mornings a week. That's all. Three mornings a week. That's what I can start with. I want to um, pick my son up from school one night a week instead of his daycare mum, and I'm going to take him out. We're going to have a milkshake. That's like a non-negotiable. And there was a couple of other little things in there. So I started off tiny. And I put them in my calendar so that they were non-negotiables. Mm. Then start to put in the other pieces of my business. The marketing always co- and deliverables always come in next and then the other little bits that fall in around it. Mm-hmm. The way that most of us run business is we put our deliverables in first. We let our clients run our calendar. So what I'd say is you need to run your calendar it's up to you. Start small, even if it's only going for a walk two mornings a week and that's all you feel you can manage, just do it because what you'll realise is that the world doesn't fall apart and once you get this realisation, then you can start adding in the little pieces. Mm-hmm. But my calendar, my um, when I send my calendar link to my clients, there's blocks that they can book in. They don't have right. access do not have access to my whole calendar because mm-hmm. if I don't go to the gym, if I don't go to my personal training sessions, if I don't go to my own coaching sessions with my coach, a lot of people um, will put education off to the end. So mm-hmm. I'll put my education in first because it's important for my clients to have me educated. Right. You know, I'll put all of these things in first and then where does everyone else fit in? So even if it's just you know what, even if it's just one cup of tea or one cup of coffee out in the sun, put it in the calendar and do it because self-care isn't just about massages. It's just taking some time out for yourself. I love all of that. I just told my client, the woman that I am currently coaching, for three weeks she had an assignment for me to go get a massage. There was a reason for the massage though. And her husband had been begging her before she started working with me. And I asked her the question, why won't you do it? Why does he have to beg you? And she said, I don't know. I don't know. 
I said, okay, put it on your calendar like your daughter's doctor's appointment. Put it on your calendar like your daughter's event at school. And she was like, I never thought about that. Because if we don't put us on the calendar, if we're not on the priority list, we're never going to be on the priority list. So Mm -hmm. I love the analogy that you gave. So Mm. I'm going to ask you a question. Tell me what is the worst mistake you've ever made in business? Or oh wow, you learn from because you wish you had never done it. <laughs> that you so learned. many, so many. <laughs> Which one am I going to choose? <laughs> Actually, I'm, is it okay if I choose two? Sure, you can. Um, yeah, because I'm an entrepreneur, we like to have it all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the first one I would say is not niching, or as you say in the US, not niching, um, and and really thinking that I can help everybody, oh. and most of us can, right? You know, I think it was Richard Branson that said, you know, as entrepreneurs, we can jump off a cliff and and build the plane on the way down, mm-hmm. and that is. You know, I've been in business for so long, I can help a lot of people with a lot of different problems. But the problem with that is that no one then understands what I, what my genius zone is or what I, you know, what I'm known Mm -hmm. for. So definitely don't be afraid of niching. Um, It's something that you need to do to be able to build a successful business. That's the first one. The second thing is actually a piece of advice I was given at a conference and the speaker was um, from professional sporting background and he was giving the analogy that um, professional sports people we or as entrepreneurs we can learn a lot from professional sports people because, you know, they're the best in what they do. So by him pre-framing that, I was like, well, that makes perfect sense to me. But what he went on to say next was something I should never have taken on. He said, professional sports people know what everyone around them is doing. The sprinters that are out there doing, getting ready for the 100-metre sprint, they know every single person that they're on the start line with and they know everyone's start, like their times that they run. Mm-hmm. They know this. They research it because they know they have to beat that and there's business right. people, we should do that too. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why that was the worst piece of information because then I spent the next 12 months paying more attention to everyone around me than I did in my own business until I realised what I'd done and went, you know what? I'm running my own race. I need mm-hmm. to put the blinkers on. I just need to do my own thing. In actual fact, I don't know. I don't want to know what they're doing because what I do is so unique and different that it doesn't matter anyway. I love so, it. yeah, I love that. Put your blinders on. If you're too focused on them, you're falling into the comparisonitis category. Then you're like, I need to do it like that. No, no, you do it like that. I mean, you're blowing with the wind. Oh, I mm. love it so much. Okay, so Samantha, if we could have a behind-the-scenes look at a day in the life of Samantha Riley, the guru of business, <laughs> um, I was going to ask about a day. If we could do it for a week, what would be some of the things that we could learn from your typical week? Mm, you know what? I'm really glad that you changed that question because my my typical day is different in a week. So Mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm really glad you changed that question. So let's take it from a Monday to Friday. Mm -hmm. I don't work um, in front of my clients or I don't do client facing activities on Monday. No, I do not speak to anyone on Monday. Monday is purely planning. It's purely admin. It's speaking with my team. It's getting everyone on the same page. It's, it's very project 
focused and right. and and you know what is it that we're all doing tuesday wednesday thursday are all what i would call client facing or or um public facing it's when i book in my interviews it's when i speak to my clients for their coaching sessions it's when we do our group training so everything is purely um marketing and deliverables for tuesday wednesday thursday so today for example i was on a global meeting from 6 a.m 6 a.m to 8 a.m i was on a meeting and you know then i've got podcast interviews and i've got group training then i'm with clients so it's so my three days are very very packed Mm -hmm. um lots of social media in between there you know this is what's going on and then friday I don't I don't do any client facing again, but Friday morning it's just what haven't I finished? What do I need to just spend some time on tidying up? Um, if I've managed to do that during the week, I have all of Friday off. Otherwise, I generally spend a couple of hours just cleaning things up Friday morning. Then I take the rest of the day off. Friday is mine to go out for lunch with friends. It's to read a book. It's to study. It's to, you know, maybe do something exciting in an adventure. Maybe it's just lying on the couch and watching Netflix. (laughs) It's for me to fill my cup back up so that I can, like, pack down the week and go into the weekend so it's just me and my husband, our time, spending time with us. So what I learned is Monday is admin focus day, Tuesday mm-hmm. through Thursday is your client, your marketing days, mm-hmm. and um, Friday is finish up whatever did not get done, and then the rest of the day is Sam's time. Absolutely. I, so what I got from that is balance. You have learned time management. Did it take you a long time to really get time management under control? hundred percent. So, you know, I talked about my first business coach. They helped me with that analogy of putting Mm -hmm. things into my calendar. What I learned from that was that I felt and performed so much better when I took time out for myself. So as time has gone on and I've, you know, I've really understood the importance because I had to teach myself the importance of that, right? I had Mm -hmm. to feel the benefit myself. Otherwise, I was going to self-sabotage that. That I've got to the point where I'm like, I have to have that time because I know that if I don't have that time or I know that I give so much to my clients. If I'm doing that five days a week, guess what? The next week, the, my my other clients miss out because they don't get the root. They don't get the full Sam. Mm-hmm. So I need to spend so much time on myself and my team and my vision to be able to help them. So, gosh, it's taken me way, way too many years to figure that out, but I finally have. I talk about time management a lot. That's something that I find myself battling with from time to time. Because if there is something that I'm editing or a project that needs to be completed, I don't want to stop until it's done. That has had me up until four o'clock in the morning to get right back up at seven. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm out of balance again because I'm running off for three hours worth of sleep. And then when you start getting really agitated while you're working, it's not the work. It's probably you just need to go and rest your brain. It's funny. You think like nothing's going to come out right if you don't put your final powerful touches on it and get it done it will go lay down somewhere yeah exactly it's gonna be fine it's not going anywhere 
Exactly. Let me give you a couple of tips around that. Number one, actually put it in your calendar. So Mm -hmm. my Google calendar is open on my phone and my desktop at all times, 24-7. I will even add silly things in there like cancel a subscription so that it's out of my head. Everything goes in the calendar. Absolutely. Every Uh single thing goes in the calendar. So it's there because if the calendar tells me to do it, I just do it. So Mm -hmm. I'm outsourcing my brain power and putting it on the calendar so I can free that up. Um, And the second piece is, is when you're doing a task, just do that task. Don't sit on Facebook. Don't sit on Instagram. Don't start scrolling through your TikToks. Don't open up your emails 50 times a day. Like close all those tabs Mm-hmm. And and prioritize them in certain times, like time block that that you're going to open them. Um, and if you're, you know, for example, I've got to write a blog post that I've, then just put in. I've got an app called Brain FM. It's Brain FM. Thoroughly recommend it. It's um, I'm writing like, that down now. Yeah, um, I think they call it Bioral Beats. Like it's a certain frequency that makes you get in the zone. You can mm-hmm. set the time. Um, I've personally found that 90 minutes to two hours is my perfect time and Mm -hmm. I will purely just work on that. Mm. It's amazing how before that, you know, I could open up a blog post and be doing it all day, but so I'll just go do this email. I'll just go, you know, answer this phone call, just go, you know, buzz around Facebook for a bit. And these jobs, they get completely blown out. So whatever you're doing, just do that. And, and, um, you know, your brain FM or whatever it needs to do happen, closing your tabs, do that um, and, and really prioritize your tasks. I love that because I'm a multitasker. I think most parents or women are. We multitask. And the other day I was literally answering a call about an interview, responding to a text about an interview. I had to look at an email that someone sent to check the time. I I was like, wait a minute, I have three things going at once. Let me just stop. So I love that. I received that for myself. Thank you so very much. Such a pleasure. (laughs) So now we're going to dig into a little bit about Sam as we end um, our last segment. So I'm going to ask you a question, whatever comes to mind, just tell me what the answer is. We're going to start with these words. I'm going to say a word. You tell me what comes to mind when I say it. Health. The most important thing that we have. Mm, joy. We need to focus more on it than I think most of us do. Mm, peace. Mm. We are all responsible to contributing to world peace and we can do it. Mm, that was so good. That was so good. God. No answer is incorrect. No, I know, but just such a, such a huge, such a huge topic. (laughs) Um, First thing that comes to mind that he really does have the best in mind for all of us. Oh, you don't know how badly someone needed to hear you say that. Oh my God, I love it. Okay. A relaxing day at the beach or out and about hiking? Oh, definitely the beach. (laughs) (laughs) Lobster or burgers? Lobster. Yes, I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth. (laughs) All right. I love the lobster too. 
Sweet or savory? Savory. Um, if you could ask me one question, what would it be? And this is funny because I've been on your podcast before, but exactly. And you just delivered so much gold, so much gold, which probably gives me a bit more insight into how amazing you are. So I'm going to ask you what, what is it that really has you getting out of bed every day doing what you do with so many obstacles that are thrown in your way? That literally made my whole heart just just jump and I don't know why there are tears coming to my eyes right now. Sam, dang it. It's seeing people get helped, seeing people be poured into, seeing people receive something that they that they need just to make it. And sometimes it is literally my smile. Someone would tell me in the store, thank you for smiling today. And that just does so much because it it gives me purpose and I mean, my whole entire body is just shaking right now from that question. It gives me so much purpose just to know that I could be put here on the earth to give someone what was given to me to help them out does so much for me. And it gets me out of bed and it keeps me pressing because there are times when I don't want to get out of the bed physically. I don't um, have the strength to get out of the bed, but I get out of that bed because someone needs me to do whatever it is God has assigned for me to do that day. So that would be my answer. Mm, beautiful. Yeah, totally. See, I'm, I'm never giving you that question. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. What is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given that you would go back and tell 14-year-old Sam? Oh. <sighs> I think that what I would go back and tell myself is to trust my intuition more in that I really do know the answers and that I let too many people's opinion sway me. I think that opinions are really important. We need to see, we need to hear different perspectives to be able to help us to fully understand situations, mm. but to not let those opinions sway my decisions in that once I've heard all those perspectives to really know that the answer is within us and to trust that, to trust that even if we make a decision and it may seem like a wrong decision, mm -hmm. that in the future you'll realise why that happened, that mm. that our um, our path, I believe our path is set. We can change it by making different decisions. I don't believe that it doesn't matter what we do, that will be the, the way it is. But I believe that things happen to teach us different different lessons along the way. So to not to trust my gut and know that whatever happens, it happens for exactly what I need to be able to move into the next step. Do you know how juicy steak that was? That <laughs> was so delicious. That was meat. Oh my God, that would save us from so much heartache and stress and we just trust it no matter what happens just trust ourselves i love that i love it sam i have two more questions this question is, is right now if you could ask god sitting right in front of you any question what would you ask him okay this is going to be so left field 
so left field. Okay. So right now I'm watching a show on Netflix and you may or may not have seen it, Lucifer. I and mm-hmm. Okay. So and what Lucifer has done for me is opened up so many questions mm-hmm. in that, wow, like what if what we've been told isn't quite what it is? Mm-hmm. I would, if God was in front of me right now, I would be asking him why we've been taught what the narrative is around heaven and hell, what is good, what is bad, what is guilty, what is not guilty. Why Why do we have that narrative and and how is it helping us? Mm. It's a, it's a very, I don't know, it's what's been going on in my head so much in the last last little bit as I've been watching this and watching the new season and and really opened up so many questions for me. Mm. And how is it helping us? That's deep. Um, because of the shootings and all the different things that have been going on, I, I said to myself the other day, I think this is why he never wanted us to know the um, to eat from the tree of, of knowledge because you didn't need to know what good and evil was because mm. now that we know it. It's so hard to understand it. Mm. And one of the first questions um, we ask as humans is, why did that happen? Yeah. Why did you let that happen when we think it's God and it's not? But I, I just, the other day I was like, this is why we never needed to know. Because now that we know it is confusing, it's painful. Mm. We don't have the, the capacity to understand all of the complexities of it. So I think that's the very reason why we were never supposed to. Mm. Mm. So it opens up so many questions, so many questions. But what you just said then is like, why? I've learned that that is the wrong question to ask. I'm not always so good at getting the right question, mm-hmm. but the, I, I don't think that we need to know why. And I and I think that sometimes knowing why isn't really what we want to know. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think it was in Viktor Frankl's, Frankl's book where um, – you know, he was talking about why why were the Jews locked up in Germany? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, knowing the answer to that was just because there's some crazy person out there. That's not the right, it's not the right question. And it's not the answer you were looking for. We need to ask mm. different questions. Um so yeah, there's a huge huge topic all on its own. Right. But I, I I love I love what you brought to it. My last question to you is what makes you an overcomer? Oh, this is such a good one because I have so many people that have said to me over the years, I don't know how you do it, Sam. You are one of the most resilient people we know. Mm. But for me, it's it's weird because I don't see it that way. It's just like, oh, okay, I'm down again. I've just got to get back up. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it's just never, ever, and I've always been like it, even as a kid, I, I it's just never really a question to stay down. It's always, I just have to get up. So I don't know that I have a deep answer for you. It's just that I don't, I, I've got this deep fear of failing of Mm. a deep, a deep, um, there's something that's always pushing me to get up. I always know that, okay, I didn't get that right, but I know I can get it right next time. You Mm. know, I always want to do better. Um, so I don't think it's anything that's, you know, external that's pushing me. It's just the way I am. I just, I know that I'm here to do big things in this lifetime. And if I stay down for too long, I won't get any, you know, I won't get half of the things done that I want to do. 
So I just need to keep going. Oh, all of that answer was good. Again, juicy steak, juicy <laughs> steak, Sam. It was juicy. Um, <laughs> Love that. Um, I got to tell you, you have poured so much into us today. The nuggets that you have left us with are amazing. You actually helped people not only get out of the comfort zone of um, not starting their business and being afraid or procrastinating, whatever the reason was, but you've given them some things for life in general. So beautiful queen, thank you so much. And I want to ask you this as we end the show, we're talking about step out and start that business. What last piece of advice would you leave anyone today that still needs that last, that last word, that last push to step out and start their business? Okay. You're hearing this conversation right now for a reason. Don't think, oh, but I'm a procrastinator or I'm afraid. Draw a line in the sand. You heard this Mm. for a reason. Draw a line in the sand and know that you can change it right now. You don't need to be a procrastinator now. You were yesterday. It doesn't matter anymore. Just get out there and do it. But you know, tap into the resources, you know, reach out to Nikki, reach out to me, reach out to other people in your world and just start to go, what do I need to do? What resources do I need to be able to do it differently, to do life differently, to be able to live the way I want to live that right now is when you can change it. Mm, That was lobster. Mm. (laughs) Mm -mm. Tell everyone how they can get in contact with you. So you can find me at samanthariley.global. That's um, my website, samanthariley.global connect is probably the best page to go to. That's where you'll find the links to connect with me for my podcast, Thought Leaders Business Lab, or any of my social platforms. And um, reach out and say hi. I love to chat, as you can tell. (laughs) (laughs) I told y'all she was amazing. Samantha, thank you so very much. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate you, Nikki. Thank you. And thank all of you for tuning in, our Overcomers family. Remember, you are an overcomer. Obstacles are not barriers. They are stepping stones. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Samantha. Thank you so much for joining me today. If this was your first time tuning in, welcome to the Overcomers family. I cannot adequately express my gratitude to all of you for tuning in today. If today's show helped or impacted you in any way, it would help me tremendously if you would review and rate today's episode. And please be sure to leave me a comment on whatever platform you are listening to this podcast. Also, be sure to connect with me over on Facebook and Instagram at The Obstacle Overcomer Podcast. And if you go ahead and hit that subscribe button, you will be notified every time there's a new episode available. And don't forget that sharing is caring. So please go ahead and tell a friend and share this with your loved one, because this will help me to reach those who really need a word to empower their lives. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. And don't forget that obstacles are not barriers. They are stepping stones. Talk to you next week. Oh, 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 oh,